Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. And this morning, you have Dawn and Steve. Yeah. We're glad that you are here with us <laughs> this morning. Dawn and Steve with Dawn and Steve. Steve. That's exactly who you got this hour. And we're glad that you're with us as we celebrate Friday Eve. Friday Eve it is, my friend. You feeling it? I, I am feeling it. Yeah. I can tell it's not Friday because uh, the pink is not on. You're sporting the green today. I did wear pink yesterday. I know. You kind of threw me off. I don't know if you off. noticed. I did. Did you? I did. I'm like, what was up with that? Because it was confusing. So if you missed the 8 o'clock Central hour yesterday, then you missed the inaugural, ver- what do you say? The inaugural the debut, event. The event. Yes. yes. Of Moody Tunes. And I thought since it was such a huge celebration of a new <laughs> thing that it deserved pink. Therefore, I wore pink on a Wednesday. It was such a cool thing. If you didn't get to hear it on the air, there's like Facebook Live that we put on our Facebook page, Don and Steve. I believe that's the only way you're going to be able to connect with our very first uh, musical guest of Moody Tunes, and that was Nathan Sheridan. Such a cool thing. Yeah. I love I loved every minute of it. I, I will say we know there's some kinks that have to be worked out with some, you know, equipment and stuff like that. I, we get all that, and we're working on it. My husband and I were talking about some of the things that might make it, like on Facebook Live, more visually appealing because, you know, the background's a door here in the studio, all the things. I'm Pyrotechnics. Like, I know, Did I that know. come into play? I I said some big sparkle banner behind the artist would be good. I'm thinking smoke machine <laughs> and uh, just small pyrotechnics. It, it could even be sparklers. Why not? Why not? You know, but all those things will come. Just really? the purity of, well, I don't know about the sparkle or the pyrotechnics, <laughs> okay. but but just, just you know, uh, the extra little visual things and the audio things that I know as the Lord continues to work through this, we just want to bring honor to him through the story of the artist. And that's what was so cool. So if you missed Nathan's story, if you missed any of his music and you are on Facebook, head on over there to our page because we have, I think, was it four different videos posted there that lets you in on the heart of the artist. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Kind of yes. getting to know these different artists, not just the story behind the song, but that is a part of it. But sure. what, what's going on in their life? Mm-hmm. How do they come to know God? What's their walk with him like? What's he been showing them lately? You know, and sometimes that turns into a song. Sometimes it doesn't. And and just kind of hearing the story behind that, I think is pretty fun. And uh, we get to do a little bit of a deeper dive mm-hmm. on the show than uh, you may get in uh, many others. So that's one of the fun things about that. That's going to become a regular feature here so, so you're, you're plotting you're excited i am and briggs part of our team now you know he you have just been doing a stellar job getting all this scheduled yeah. dude two thumbs way up praise the lord and <laughs> <laughs> spoken like a true british believer absolutely <laughs> short to the point praise Why the lord but not? we do appreciate so yes. much all your efforts on that we really do mm-hmm. and uh, we appreciate you being with us this morning in case you uh, were not with us yesterday here's the good news Finally, come on now. The texting is back. Yeah. So if maybe you had texted over the first half of this oh, month, listen, and you <laughs> were not getting a response, it wasn't that we were uh, not wanting to respond to you. We we couldn't. But Could now the texting software is back. We've changed platforms and are learning that. But yes, we, we, can, are. we can talk again. So that's the good part. You can uh, join the conversation at any time by calling or texting eight hundred. 
555-7898. I know we're also getting, you know, there's keywords, so you can load those into texting systems. And so when you text the word Devo, you automatically get the link to the devotional. Yeah, that's one of those things we're learning. But we're right here. And since we can text again, we're happy to send this to you. We're going to head to Hebrews 5. Verse 7, as we look at what the Lord has for us when we are entering into prayer, and oftentimes it's so deep, we're praying with tears. So we're happy to send that to you. We're also putting it on our Facebook page. It's Don and Steve in the morning. Steve, I know you're going to head to Hebrews 5, verse 7. Which says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with vehement cries and tears to him who is able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his godly fear. You know, the life of Jesus provides the model for our prayer lives. God is seeking to mold us into the image of his son, says that in Colossians 1, 27 and 28. If we are to act like Christ, well, a part of that would include our prayer life lives, right? They must be conformed to his. Many Christians are unwilling to pay the price that Jesus paid when it comes to interceding with God. Jesus' prayers came with cries and with tears, and because of his godly fear, he was heard by his Father. Why then did the Father refuse his request? Well, One thing we know for sure, it wasn't due to any sin in Jesus' life. It also wasn't because the Father didn't love His Son. He did. The Father said no, despite the unfathomable love that He had for His Son. He said no because He knew that He could not spare His Son and save a world. Likewise, the Lord cannot always spare you and your family without allowing us to walk through some of those hard times and those challenges. He uses those things to complete his redemptive work in us and those around us. So are you willing for God to deny your pleadings? No, that's hard. But are you willing for that? Will you intercede with the Father so deeply, so intimately, that even in the midst of your tears, you're able to say like Jesus did, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. The Father will always relate to you out of the context of his love and the love for a lost world. Has God said no to one of your requests recently? Accept his answer. Have you been learning obedience through what you've been suffering, like it talks about in Hebrews 5? If you have, God may choose to make you a source of salvation to others even as he did with his son. If you want a copy of this morning's devotional, we'd love to get that to you. Text the word Devo, D-E-V-O, to 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. Or it's posted on our Facebook page. Early to bed, early to rise. With Dawn and Steve, you're in for a big surprise, and so am I, because I don't know where we're going in this next segment. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go all the way over to Franklin. Franklin, Tennessee. It's just west of Nashville, Tennessee, and it's all part of what is referenced around here as Middle Tennessee. And, of course, Franklin is one of those places that a lot of people really want to, I mean, even Middle Tennesseans kind of aspire to live in Franklin. It's just kind of one of those 
old school vibe places with an up, you know, new trendy kind of place. It's just a quaint little downtown. It's got property on the outskirts. It's just one of those neat places. And I think it got put on the map because in country music, uh, a lot of the bigger stars will buy in Franklin and Leapers Fork and uh, uh, blah, blah, what's the other one? Oh, Brentwood. Brentwood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of big plantation type houses. I don't know if we call them that anymore, but you know, big properties. Yeah. Once the music industry people started to make some money, Franklin became a place to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the, I think, I feel like it was the executives. The label owners and all that kind of stuff who had the money who lived in Brentwood. And then that became so crowded and there was no place to go. What do you do? So Franklin became sure. the, the hot spot. Little bitty Franklin. And uh, now that that is a booming spot. And, yeah, you have the acreages with the mansions sitting on them. And then you've got the cool yuppie condos and, yep. and everything in between. I mean, it's just a cool place. I just think those older homes that are right there close to the square, if you've ever been to Franklin, uh, you know, and a lot of people will travel into this area and tour these different places. So it's not just if you live in Middle Tennessee, but those just older homes that sit in those grids, like around a downtown area like that. And the downtown's so quaint to be able to walk yeah. and just be part of that community. That's what I think is super cool. A lot of those houses have been made into building, I mean, into offices. So sure. it's not that they're super available and they're expensive. Uh, I don't know Proportionately, is it as expensive as buying a home that we're going to talk about uh, for one and a half million dollars? I can't still figure this one out exactly. Is it the property, you think? I think it is the property because it's five acres and five acres in Franklin, Tennessee is going to be hard to come by. That's true for for a decent, decent quote price. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know it's a lot of money, but you look at what the housing industry has been around the country recently Mm -hmm. and places like, well, certain parts of Texas, Middle Tennessee, and uh, some of these states that people have been flocking to. North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, it's been kind of crazy what the housing market has been um, literally on fire in this this case. (laughs) Yeah. There's a guy. He lives in Houston right now. He's he's a British guy. He's a Brit. Our our Brit said uh, he sounds like he's from London, and he may be because he is from the UK. Moved to Houston and now is wanting to move his family to uh, the Nashville area, and so they found this house online on Zillow. One point five million dollars was the asking price. I just want you to say that again. One point five million dollars was the asking price, and here's the thing. The house, the main house, the mansion sitting on that five acres of property is a total loss. I mean, there are pictures of this thing on fire and it flames yeah. coming out of the roof, video footage of the interior of the house, water damage, smoke damage. The fire was mostly in half of the house, but I mean, there's smoke damage, and water damage throughout the whole thing. It's going to have to come down. Sure. One of the fire uh, guys said, listen, this is probably a total loss just from what we've seen because of that one end that was completely burned. And then, like you said, all the smoke. It's just it's a mess. The video that these guys, as they were looking at it as a potential property for their home, (laughs) they're showing these videos. and It's like, whoa, yeah, just level that thing. Yeah. Now, here's what I think is so fascinating about this. They went ahead and they bought the property. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if the house was fully furnished, complete, you know, it would have been multiple, multiple millions oh, of sure. dollars. But able to get it for the bargain price of $1.5 million, They there's a guest house on the property that's 2,300 square feet. 
<laughs> so the family of five is going to live in there. I mean, that's that's pretty nice size that's house. That's a decent, <laughs> right? really decent size house. Yeah. So they're going to live in there while the renovation of the main house or the mansion on the property is going to be restored. And just watching this guy's social media. Yes. I'm wondering if he's not going to turn a profit on this thing. Oh, you. Not, he's, not yeah. by buying, fixing it up and selling it, Mm-mm. but like just in the construction process of this house. If he might turn a profit on this thing. That is the way of how things are done anymore. You watch our kids coming up through the years and, you know, what do they want to be? Social media influencers Uh or taking someone on a journey of your story. And that's what this guy is doing. He's taking us on this journey because it's fascinating. You've got this beautiful home gutted by fire. He says he wants to refurbish it. I just don't see this happening. No, he said, uh, I want to refurbish the location on the property. Uh So I think it's got to come down to the foundation. I think you recognize that. All the exterior landscaping, the pavers, the foundation, all of that I I think can stay. But everything else from (laughs) basically ground level up is going to have to be redone. So you're saying the driveway can stay? I think the driveway can stay. Okay. The beautiful brick paving landscape can stay. Foundation can stay. Everything else, I'm sure that's got to go. The hilarious part about this is as he takes people on the journey, because we like these, you know, uh, reconstruction stories and seeing that. I think there's there's probably a spiritual metaphor in that for us, and that's why we're drawn to it. But we like to watch these things come, like like the before and after photos. Mm -hmm. Um, So, But it's getting national, even international attention. And I don't know if that's because he is from England. And, and he's this social media guy, or if it's just because it's fascinating. But, I mean, we found this on USA Today. Yeah. That's why I think it's rather humorous. But since it applies nationally, internationally, and right here in Middle Tennessee, we just found it fascinating. We'll put this video, uh, the link to it, up on our Facebook page just so you can kind of decide what you think about what this adventure is. Don and Steve in the morning on Facebook. English Breakfast. French toast or American pancakes, whatever you like, make sure it's with Dawn and Steve in the background. I totally agree. All three. (laughs) No. I'll say yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) Oh, no, see, I was skipping the food part. Wait a minute. What's wrong with me? Take my temperature. Am I okay? Is it this whole 10-day kind of body reset cleanse thing that you're doing? Yes. I think that we are doing... Yes. Did you quit already? No. It's only day four. I know. You wouldn't believe the headache, but yes, I'm I'm sticking to it. I was praying. So there are five of us doing this, and I was praying for headaches this morning because I know well, that's a your, real thing. Your prayer was answered. No, I no, got no, no, one. no. I was praying for them to, to dissipate. Oh, okay. So that's still going on? It's still going on. I'm sorry. I know. That's no fun. It'll go away eventually. Can I just ask, how's the water intake? I, I need to increase it. That's probably the biggest struggle for me right now is sure. drinking enough just regular water, plain water. I think I'm supposed to do a lot. Four out of five are struggling with that. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. If I understand it, it's like the number of ounces is half your body weight. Mm-hmm. That is a crazy <laughs> amount of water for me. Do you have any idea? How many, this is now is when I'm really envious of uh, the petite people five, who are doing this five challenge. Five foot one me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And my wife, who's like super yes. in shape and everything, I'm like, yeah, I have to drink almost double the amount of water as you guys. Yeah, dude, you really do. That is a lot. <laughs> Sorry, that's may as well funny. just be like, hey, listen, yeah. if you could just get, I, I'm thinking, if you could even get 
50 ounces of water in you, 48 ounces. That's two two 24-ounce bottles of water. If you could even get that, I think that's an increase. It would be an increase. It would be an improvement. And it would be helpful. It would be far short of where I'm supposed to be, but it would, uh, it would well, help. Well, still, yep. uh, baby steps. <laughs> exactly. Baby, baby steps. Speaking of baby steps, yes. our culture is totally engulfing our kids. We know this. We talk about it quite a bit. And I realize... Is it the irony? I hope it's not the double uh, the double standard. But I realize we talk about our YouTube channel. And we talk about our Facebook page. We talk about the things that get the message out. We want to use these platforms for the gospel. Right. We want to steward them well, for sure. So how are we helping our kids steward what they're intaking when it comes to video games or television programs? Or have we just thrown in the towel, given up and said, whatever, if it's a cartoon, go for it? That's a dangerous world right now. It is. To, ab- to really abdicate that responsibility as a parent or a grandparent. Well, Par- Parlene, Arlene Pelicane, better known as Parlene if you put it all together. It, it, it works. <laughs> Arlene Pelicane has given us a short little thought process on how we can help our kids. And it's the ABCs of media. It's a test, but it's for us, we adults. I, I think it's a really good one. And here's basically her premise here. Before you let your kids watch a new program or play a video game, think through the test. Ask these questions. And the first A is attitude. What kind of attitude does this program or game promote in my child? And after they watch the show or play that game, what will their attitude be like? I think that's really a good question to ask because as I watch my kids mm-hmm. watch movies and shows and things like that, it, you can see the attitude that is portrayed on the screen mm-hmm. sometimes be reflected in the kids a little bit later. For sure. I, as my, kid, my kids are a little older than your all's, but as they were coming through and they were watching some of these shows, I told them there were a few, you're not going to watch that again. Right. Because their sassiness went off the charts uh-huh. when they started emulating some of these like teenagers or young adults that they were watching. And, but mom. Yep. End of dis- I mean, seriously, end of discussion. And it's even a no. some of the animated ones that my kids like right now, mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do it. Well, why not? I'm like, well, because of basically the attitude of the characters on that show and how we see that, you know, potentially coming out, the disrespect to parents and authority and all of that stuff. Like, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to nip that right now. Nip it in the bud. So attitude is the very first one that Arlene says we need to look at. And that just weaves into the behavior. What is it encouraging your child to do? And if we're not in there with them and they're taking in these messages, subtle or obvious, and we're not having discussions with them, it's going to impact their behavior. And they may never tell you what it is that they're showing. They may not even know, but these Hmm. seeds are planted into their minds and that is going to impact them either immediately or down the road. That communication factor is huge. Behavior is what she says to be aware of. And, and maybe we go, Oh, Oh, and then you watch the show with them and go, ah, okay. Yep. It all makes sense. It's like two and two just made four when you see that happening. Well, as we talk about the ABCs of this media test, we've seen the A and the B. And we'll Mm -hmm. come back, talk a little bit more about that and tell you what C is. She brings the sparkle. He brings the chill. 
It's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Remember, our phones are back and working. 800-555-7898. Text us and you're feel free to call us as well. And let us know, which was your favorite song from yesterday of Nathan Sheridan's that he played? Oh, you probably have to go to our Facebook page to figure that out if you missed that during our 8 o'clock Central Hour. But there they are. They're all there live and in person. So if you are on Facebook, that Moody Tunes debut happened, and you could go and listen to that. What a testimony, too. Powerful testimony. I love his story. Yes, so good, so good. It is interesting, though, what takes us down which path. And obviously, we are inundated with things that are media related. I mean, radio is media related and we're glad you're here this morning. Hopefully it's a good and positive influence on you. Some things, not so much. So Arlene Pelican has put a really short little article together to help us look at what we are considering when it comes to our kids and the media. It's an ABC test. I love this. Attitude is the first one. Mm -hmm. B is behavior. You know, what What did the content encourage the child to do? And then character, character traits. How's that working in your kids? Is, is it something that you are trying to build into them and it's supporting that character trait? Or is it devalued? Is it not cool to have integrity? Is it not cool to hold to the decisions that your family has put into place? Yeah. If, if they're being encouraged to go against what you're teaching them, Probably not one of the shows that they need to keep watching. Very, very true. And having these conversations with our kids is an important thing to do. We actually saw this play out not that long ago in in our family. Um, Because, you know, we we talk about what the kids are watching and what's okay and what's not Mm -hmm. and the reasons for all that. And, you know, if you're ever at a friend's house or you're with somebody and they're watching something that you're uncomfortable with, you know, how to find a way out of that. And that's one of the other things that Arlene was talking about here is when your child finds themselves watching something that they know mom and dad would say is inappropriate, what do you do with that? And kind of talk about that and having an exit plan and, you know, whether they're bold enough to say, I don't think my parents would want me watching this or if they are old enough to have a phone, they could text a code word and you could call and ask for them to come back home or any, any number of things that you hey, could that's do. A good idea. But we were having this conversation with our six-year-old a number of months ago. And this was during football season. And we were at football practice. And our six-year-old, who you know is our, our girl and our cheerleader, was hanging around. And there were a bunch of other little girls. And if, like so many parents do, one of the little girl's parents gave them their phone. Mm-hmm. And so they jump on YouTube. Mm. And they're watching and she went over and they're hanging out in the, like the back of somebody's SUV watching videos. And it ends up getting into stuff that we would be like, uh-uh, not right. okay. Right. I was so proud of Ava. She, about five to ten minutes after she had gone over there, she comes back over and says, yeah, they're watching stuff that is not okay. And so I thought I should leave and come back over here. That's for my this. girl. So, Way to go, Ava. You know, as as uh, frustrating as it can be yes. at times, as you know, you're like, are they are they listening? Are they really hearing you? Are they doing this or not? You might be surprised how if you are willing to engage and have that conversation, even if they're not responsive immediately, how that may show back up a little bit later. 
Oh my goodness. And so many people who work with children in the world of of how they behave and I, I don't want to say psychologists, psychiatrists, but all, all the stuff that you learn about neuro, neurology and the mapping of the brain, they will tell you that parents are the biggest influencers even yeah. if you don't feel like it. So having those conversations and you and Susie doing that and Ava responding what a cool, cool thing. They yeah. don't always turn out that good. So to celebrate the good ones. Exactly. We're going to take that win. Encouraging. So very encouraging. You know, one of the big things that uh, we can do, though, as we have these conversations with our kids is make sure that we bathe it in prayer.